O'Neal, thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 438 now of the Ron and Don Show, and heck yeah, we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, what kind of music do you listen to? Do you know, new research out says, well, it says a lot about your personality. Also this week, you know, we're not just broadcasters, but we're realtors. We sold a house this week. That we have been working on. We've been working on this deal for probably the past year. And it's one of the smallest deals we've ever done, but also one of the coolest deals. Because someone in the Ron and Don Nation by the name of Janiel reached out to us and she says, You know, my dad has had this rental house down in Des Moines forever. It's time to sell, but boy, does this house need some work. Can you guys help us out? So we put together a team. And we just did some really cool stuff with this house. We just sold it. And I want to tell you kind of the backstory about this house. Because right now is a good time to buy, a good time to sell, and a good time to invest. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Run a little bit late today. Because uh, Ron is off to see the doctor. Uh, and you have all kinds of doctors. Because you have all kinds of interesting things going on with you. Is this what happens? I, I just I got one doctor, but it seems like well, you have six doctors. I what is happening of, with you and your six doctors? I here? believe I made an embarrassing uh, last of judgment here. You you recommended a primary doctor to me a couple of years ago, and I signed up with him. Great doctor, really enjoyed him. Uh, your recommendation uh, was spot on. Really enjoyed that doctor. He has decided to move on, and so he. I got this email um, and it said, hey, your doctor that you really know and love is moving on. You have to pick a new doctor. Mm-hmm. And so I I messaged him and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do some other stuff. I was like, okay, great. Like, best of luck to you. That sounds like what you're doing is awesome. So now I have to pick a new doctor. So I was like, okay, how would a smart person pick a new doctor? And so I read a couple studies and then I, this is not scientific in any way. This is what I came up with. You start going on there, and there's just pages and pages and pages. There's doctors all over the place in your network. And I was like, how am I going to choose a good doctor to replace the doctor that Don had recommended me to? And so it dawned on me, and again, this theory is probably not correct, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. So here's this weird system I came up with. I'm looking through all these doctors, and I was like, okay, I bet if you are a female doctor and a female doctor of color that you've had to overcome more biases and prejudices in in your life than anybody else. And so in my mind, (laughs) tell me if this makes sense at all. In my mind, I'm like, okay, if I choose, I want a really good, smart doctor. So I think they should be fresh out of medical school or, or younger. And if it's a female and minority, they've had to work harder than anybody else. That's going to be the best doctor. And so I went through there and I narrowed down a couple. One of them was available. And I, so I picked, I picked a female minority doctor 
thinking that she would be the best doctor because she's had to work harder than everybody else. I don't know if that tracks or not, but that's what I chose. Huh. Does that make sense at all? It does. I, 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 yeah, it's a little uncomfortable for me. Go ahead. Right. So, I mean, I'm just saying that's what it, it seemed logical to me. Yeah. And so I go in today uh, and I have an appointment. It's like a physical. I'm over 50. You're going in for your physical. So she walks in, lovely woman, very accomplished, diplomas on the wall, the whole spiel. We talk about the old doctor, getting into the new doctor, having a great, a great visit so far. Do the weight, the blood pressure, like all the normal stuff. Uh, we're going along. And then how, how is the weight and the blood pressure? Weight's a little high. Blood pressure's beautiful. Great. You got beautiful blood. Great. So you have, be- you have beautiful feet and beautiful blood pressure. Beautiful blood pressure. Did she say anything about your feet? Uh did not mention the feet. So then she, Ron has beautiful feet. Then they then <laughs> her and the, the the assistant, like, okay, get completely undressed, put the robe on. We'll be back in a minute to do the wow. to do the uh prostate exam. Oh boy. And I'm like, ooh. You didn't take any Viagra last night, did you? I was like, because sometimes the Viagra no, I don't still works Viagra. again in the morning when you don't want it to. I was like, this <laughs> was probably a mistake. Because my oh. previous doctor, similar age. Why, why, why would that be a mistake? I don't know. I'm self conscious. You don't get self conscious in the doctor at all? Well, your previous doctor was my doctor. I know. A very accomplished doctor, but also a gay doctor and very and very open about that. So did that feel weird to I, you that, that you were being examined by a gay doctor? It didn't it didn't feel weird to me at all. No, and, it didn't feel I, weird at all to I me. I had all the same tests that you've had. I, I, I'm just saying. I don't have your beautiful feet. Right. But uh, but, but nonetheless, we, it's interesting that our doctor has, has, has explored both our bodies in some of the same places. So... And I and I've been looking for another doctor as well. In fact, I landed a different doctor yesterday. I so made a choice. I feel good about my choice. I just didn't think it all the way through. Yeah, it was one of those situations in life where it's like I'm being really clever here. Yeah. I've come up with a, a set of rules that I think is going to land me a really great doctor. I did not think it all the way through to the actual procedures that were going to happen in this initial visit. But I what's a, what's, a, what's the matter with a woman uh, yeah, giving you a rectal exam? She's uncomfortable. How's that uncomfortable? How is it comfortable? I don't. I, I don't know why that would be uncomfortable. I, maybe it's, she's a medical professional. She is a medical professional. Yeah. I just feel I felt un. What you don't get so uncomfortable? What did, she do? what did she do? See, I like you know. Well, they I, ask you if you want it done to you or not. So you you opted to have it done or not? She said she prefers that, to do it because in that moment you hear them snap the glove and they're like, "You want me to go in or not?" And then it was your choice. So you said yes. She said she prefers to do You could have said it's what you prefer though. Did you hear the glove snap? I prefer to not have As soon as that glove snaps, you know you know you know what she's as soon as that glove snaps. I prefer to not have cancer. Right. So that's the that's what I prefer. She's in, she's out. Yeah, she said it was fine. Everything was good in there. Just like it just backfired a little bit. All right. The way I thought that this was gonna go is that I'm picking, I have this foolproof plan to pick a great doctor, which I did. Yeah. I just didn't think about the part where I'm standing there in the robe and you got to do that stuff. Have you done the thing where you drink the whole jug of Kool-Aid and then you're up all night going to the bathroom oh, and then yeah. you go, uh, you've, done, just, you've done that? And then, the, yeah, you got a GoPro. How are things looking there? Uh, that was fun. Last time I did that was a couple years ago yeah. and I survived. 
I wish there was a different way you could clean the plumbing out Isn't before you go right? in. You know what? There is. Do you know that they could give you a pill to do all that and you wouldn't be up all night? And the reason why they don't do that is because insurance companies don't want to do it because it's much, much cheaper to give you a jug of that solution so so you're you're up all night. So hmm. it, it, that's on your insurance company. So That was not fun. Yeah. Did, you, did she snap the glove? She didn't snap the glove. Did you hear the glove? But uh, I, I think they do that on purpose, and I think it's like a doctor thing. Like I think they probably go to the break room and talk about the glove snap because it seems like every every doctor out there gives you the gloves. Glove, and you know, and it, I appreciate it because because you're bent over and you're naked and you can't see, and the glove snap lets you know they're going in. She did say, and I quote, "We're really going to know each other in a few minutes." <laughs> Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's uh, Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. Yeah, we are live from the Les Schwab studios. They've sponsored the show now for over a decade, and we are so appreciative of them. Now, don't forget, they have 85 locations in western Washington to serve you, and a lot of times, even if you bought tires from the other guy, let's say they have a flat and you pull in, they go ahead and they fix it, and they send you on your way because they want you and your family as we head into the fall months. They want you guys to be happy, safe, and at some point, they hope you'll be lifetime customers. And don't forget it, Les Schwab. It's just not about tires and wheels. They do so much more, right, Ron? Yeah, they do steering, suspension, batteries, and brakes to add to the safety of your outings. Plus, maintaining those parts can help your tires last longer and your vehicle run better, improving your miles per gallon. Les Schwab is here for you. Just stop by and ask for your free pre-trip safety check, or you can schedule one online right now at lesschwab.com slash Don. That's Les Schwab. They've been doing the right thing since 1952. John and Lauren Greenland were longtime listeners of Ron and Don, so when they needed to sell, they called the guys and were immediately glad they did. It really helps to have somebody who knows the market, knows the process, understands construction, that can just point you in the right direction. So I really appreciated that about working with the team. The Greenlands say, unlike other realtors, Ron and Don were intimately engaged in every step of the process, not only advising them on where and where not to spend money to get the house ready, but they actually rolled up their sleeves and helped out on projects all over, even hauling stuff to the dump. We actually felt like we were their only customers because of all the attention that they paid to us. They were all in with us on this project, including on a Sunday night when we would have a question. They were there every step of the way. Still, the bottom line was the bottom line. When I said what I thought we could get, they were just kind of dead silent. Like, you can get a lot more than that. So we were thrilled. And they did, closing for far more than they could have imagined. And the Greenlands say they got way more than just a great price. There was a friendship that developed and a, and a, and a trust. We love them. So when it's your time to sell, get more for your door. Schedule your Ron and Don sit down today at ronanddon.com. Ron and Don. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network, man. Okay, how much do I have to pay you for this? <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, you just heard from some of our great clients. 
If you need to get in touch with us, if you're thinking about buying or selling or investing, now is the time. More than ever, you, we should be talking about real estate because you may want to figure out, hey, I, might, I, want, I, I may want to make a move before the end of the year or what's going to happen next spring. And I will say, we do a lot of deals where we start talking to people and it's 12 months, 18 months later where we actually get involved and get in flow and do that deal. So nothing wrong with a free conversation. It's uh, just about 30 minutes that you have to put up with Ron and myself. And we did it with my good friend, Kristen, who's a firefighter the other day. And now we're out looking for that dream property. We're not in any rush. Might happen this year, might happen next year, but we're ready. She picked up the phone. She called Mitch.loan. She made sure that she's underwritten. And here we go. And we could do the same thing too. So if you have any questions, just reach out, right? Yeah, reach out to me, Ron at ronanddon.com, or you can uh, get more info at ronanddonsitdown.com. Yeah, and I'm Don at ronanddon.com as well. Hey, they say uh, what kind of music uh, you listen to could define. Your personality, a uh, new study out on this, huh? What yeah, is- it was interesting. They were, they were sort of look, they were the study or the article was sort of looking at this through the lens of let's say you were hiring someone uh, and like you have a company, you have a company culture. Instead of going through all of these like maybe personality questions or um, just going off a resume, they're like, what if you could figure out the type of person that you would want to hire or have it in your workplace just by their playlist. And it was a pretty, uh, a pretty interesting assertion. And they're like, okay, if you lo- love classical music, does that really mean you're sort of a brainiac? If you love uh, sort of emo music or grunge music, what would that say about you? Let's say you're into metal or death metal even or pop music. What does that say? The ones that jumped out to me that were really interesting, I thought of, is if you were in a job situation or maybe even a relationship and you wanted someone that sort of just has a, a, a positive outlook they kind of are hard worker, sort of middle of the road in a sense. They said, if you find someone that just really likes pop music, like regular top 40, Ed Sheeran, Katy Perry, like if they know Miley Cyrus, like they know the hits, they enjoy the hits, they turn it up, can sing along. Uh, that person where that really is their favorite type of music most likely, and when they did this study and they correlated it, most likely that person is relatively positive, relatively hardworking, and just sort of easy, easier to be around than someone, let's say, that listens to metal or grunge music. Like, if you listen to grunge music and like that's your primary go-to, you might, you're probably gonna have a little more angst. You're gonna have a darker outlook around things, especially in the workplace. You might be prone uh, to c- complaining more or being a little more sticky around some situations. And to me, that rang true. They're like, of course, you can't do j- a job interview just on the playlist. They're like, it might be an interesting thing to throw in there when you're considering yeah. if you'd work well with someone. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I was listening to an interview uh, with James Hetfield the other day, who's the lead singer for Metallica. And he remember when the band, he, he was going through a really hard time. He's very honest about this, too. He's cheating on his wife a lot. And he got home from a tour a couple, I think a decade and a half ago. And his stuff, and I've heard him talk about this on podcasts, his stuff was literally out on the front porch. She'd thrown his stuff out in the front yard. She said, uh, until you're sober and you stop cheating, don't come home. 
And she had changed, literally changed the locks on the house. Said, "Don't come home to me and the kids if you're not, and if you're not willing to do that work." So this is when he decided that he was going to go to therapy. He went to rehab. He said it felt like when he went to rehab that they they he felt naked and like they had just torn him down to the studs. He got really honest about all the cheating that he did around the country. In fact, he did some cheating with my ex wife uh, on his plane uh, down in Phoenix, if you can believe that. Because I was married for like 33 days, you guys. So uh, anyway. Uh, so interesting thing about Metallica. Fast forward. We were in New Orleans. We introduced those guys. It's very different now when you go backstage with this band since they've done this work. They all went to therapy as a group. A lot of them stopped with their addictive behavior. He gets on a plane and wherever he is in the country, and he promised his wife, the deal is you have to be home. So when we were in New Orleans, we introduced him. He got on a jet and flew home that night. And then I think two days later, they were down in Florida, down in Destin, Florida, doing a, doing a concert down there. He said when he wrote the song, Nothing Else Matters, the power ballad by Metallica, does, it, does that? Yeah, I know the song. Yeah. He said when, when he wrote that, it was after therapy. He said he would have never written that song before, before therapy and with all the addiction that he had. It was after therapy that he wrote that song about his journey called Nothing Else Matters, and it's about what does matter. And he said he, he, he sat on that song and couldn't play it for the band. And some of the guys from the band, and I think it was Lars, they walked in one day and they heard him playing that. And he was embarrassed of this ballad that he had written. Uh, he said he felt as naked as he did when he was going through rehab. And the guys in the band heard it. And they loved it. And they said, we have to record this and, and we have to release this. And he said, you know what? I could never play this at a show, though, because the expectations that our fans have and and he, he said they would boo me off the stage. And Lars convinced him. He said, no, they won't because they understand your journey. They understand your story. They understand that you're a different place in life. And it's become one of their biggest hits now uh, ever. And as you get as you become an older band, a lot of times you might have five or six big records. And then after that, I heard Paul McCartney talk about this. It's really hard to write a single or to write an album that anyone listens to after that. And Metallica has had some success. So I, this is what I, I, I think with pop music, it's kind of what you hear when you turn on the radio. And I think a lot of people that listen to pop music, you just, it's kind of background noise or it's what, because it, with pop music, it's, it's what a radio station or Spotify or someone else is determining what you should listen to. When, when you go deep, and if you're listening to classical music, a lot of times you don't turn on the radio or you don't turn on uh, your headphones. And if you're listening to Spotify, you don't hear that unless you're searching that kind of music out. I think people that listen to music that is not common, that is not pop, I think they are a little more interesting. And I also think they're a little more curious. And I'm trying to do this with my son now where we sit down and we're trying to, because we were just listening to Guardians of the Galaxy tape every single night and every single morning when we woke up. And I'm like, we got to do something different here because I'm about to go crazy. And so is Charlie. And, 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 and what we've done is we've become more curious now about the type of music that's out there. When I taught spin class, I was pretty proud of my curiosity because, yeah, there would be some pop in there. But I had all different types of genres and now what you can do is you can just hit a button and the it'll self-select all the songs for you, a playlist. And in fact, if you teach at some of these big stores, 
uh, they hand you playlists that you have to play. For instance, if you go to SoulCycle, as an instructor, you can't determine what music you're going to play. So yeah, I think that's a thing I've always appreciated about Ron, not only being a, he's a musician and he writes music, but but you're pretty eclectic in your taste. And, and you'll listen to grunge, you'll listen to something real hard, and then you'll turn around and listen to something else matters. I really think it depends upon where musicians are in their journey in life. And I, th- and I think their music has a tendency to change over time. So Yeah, that's a good story about Metallica. I think, to me, I- I've become less less judgmental over the years. Like, it used to really bother me if someone I had what I viewed as bad taste in music. And by, what I meant by that is that they wouldn't, they didn't seek out anything challenging. It was just bubblegum pop, easy to access, you know, basically the same four chords. And, you know, that I would just be like, how do you... How do you go through life and not, that's like someone that is a picky eater and would never eat anything interesting. You're like, really? And we, we used to work with someone like this. Like, so you're going to do like pizza and mac and cheese every day. Like that's the food. Like you're never going to go out and challenge yourself to any other cuisine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I was very judgmental. And now I've laid back a little bit on that because I found it's like, okay, it's not everybody, everybody doesn't like Radiohead. Yeah. You know what? You know what's really fun. And my son and I did this, and we had a couple people over one night, and we just had we had a Super Bowl halftime show party, and the Super Bowl wasn't even going on. We just had people over, and we turned on YouTube, and we put it on the big screen, and we we watched all the different halftime shows. Oh, that's fun, and you can see why the NFL really tried to step up this year and go. You know what? We have to do a better job at embracing music that African-Americans enjoy with African-American artists as well. And what we found out, especially this last year, when you look up there and you see Dr. Dre, or you look Snoop. up, the, you see Snoop, or you see Eminem, or you see Mary J. Blige, you see all, it, it, it was interesting on my Facebook page, the way that not only my black fl- friends loved it, but a lot of people with my color skin, white middle-aged guys, they seem they seem to like it as well. So yeah, I, I, I it's an interesting article though. Like I, I think it it would be to me it would be a metric I would want to include. I might even start doing that. Uh, like if we you know when you're interviewing someone to say what what is your favorite type of music? I think it is a nice window uh, into uh, other different things. Yeah. All right, you guys don't go anywhere. We'll be back in sixty seconds. Hey, it's Ronald Don here with Mitch Dot Loans. His last name has now been changed to Dot Loans. Hi, Mitch. Hey, how's it going? Should people be obsessing about interest rates? Like, we, you, if you watch it day to day, it goes up, it goes down. It's it's gone up quite a bit in the last six months. Is that a good thing to fixate on if you want to jump in the real estate game? You know, it isn't. It should not be something that's blocking you from buying a house for two reasons. One is that rates are supposed to go down in a year. Um, so buying a house now with a little less com- competition is a great thing, and you can always refine out into another loan. This is the thing that has cracked me up a little bit. Like people were escalating over list price, sometimes by hundreds of thousands of dollars, but the interest rate was low. So the mentality seems to be, well, I'll pay 200 grand more, uh, 
because my interest rate is under 3% and yet I won't pay list price now because my interest, so maybe I'm gonna pay an extra couple thousand dollars instead of an extra couple $200,000. You're absolutely right. That is not the way to approach it. And no, you can still get some really good deals out there. And it is there are all sorts of creative ways to lower your rate now. There are different products we can help you with. And so no, now is a great time to buy. And it's great that you can finally make an offer with contingencies and you know have some power back. All right. He's Mitch Weeks. You can get a hold of him at Mitch.loans. Uh, ask him about that Ron and Don deal. It's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, if you need us, we love being your broadcasters. So if you want our newsletter, ronanddonsitdown.com, we'll send it to you. And if you'd like to sit down with us, and a lot of people are beginning to do that as kids head back to school, as real estate begins to ramp up again, uh, ronanddonsitdown.com. If you're buying, selling, investing, or you just have some questions. We did a deal this, this week, and it's a deal that is really important, I think, to, to Ron and myself. And these are the kind of deals uh, that we find ourselves in from time to time. Uh, we have a lot of friends in our office that sell big homes, you guys, five and six and $8 million homes, and they do very, very well, and they're great agents, and they're great at it, right? And for us, every once in a while, we'll sell a big home or we'll sell a one or $2 million home. But a lot of times, people that contact us are people that have listened to us on the radio and on the podcast, and they're blue collar, like a lot of us are. And maybe you own a home that is a rental. In fact, that's what we found ourselves in about a year ago. And I can I can say her name because I know she listens to the podcast. Janelle reached out and she called us and she said, hey, my dad has his rental down in Des Moines. And we are at a point in the life cycle where he's gotten older now. We, we believe it's time to sell. But we are a little in over our heads about the kind of work that we need to do on this property. And there were a number of issues that Ron helped take care of, just some legal issues that had to be handled. And it's super boring, you guys, so I won't go into it. Uh, and then it was time to say, okay, what are we going to do with this house? And we had a contractor look at it and he said, yeah, you know, to really get the number on the house that you guys want and that you need. He's like, you need to spend $160,000 uh, on this house. And you have to go in. You got to rip out these bathrooms. You got to rip out the kitchen. You got to replace all these windows. And I went down there and looked at it. And I said, you know what? If you start ripping out the kitchen, ripping out the bathroom, start replacing all the windows, what you're going to do is you're going to go upside down on this house, meaning that the profit that you're going to make on this house, you're going to wipe out because you're going to spend money that you cannot get back. So what's important is, and if you guys have been down Des Moines, you know this, that the airport is nearby. And so that's a struggle sometimes when you're selling some of those homes, but it's also an opportunity for a first-time home buyer, and it's also a great place for a rental. So I went to look at this property, and I looked at it differently, and I said, you know what we're going to do with the kitchen? Let's just... Let's just, let's paint these cabinets. Let's put some new poles on. What we can do, we can change some of the lighting. We can make this kitchen look like it's been renovated. And we, we, we will be in a place, though, where we don't spend that much money. What if we paint the fireplace inside? What if we paint the brick on the outside of the house? What if we two-tone the deck and we really trick the deck out? What if we really get after the yard? What if we paint every single surface in this house on the inside. 
what if we just go through and take some of these old yellow light bulbs and it's a rental and many of them don't match and we put in some pure LED white lights in some of the same sockets. Well, that's what we did. Grand total, I think we ended up spending about $35,000 on this house, not $150,000. And we just sold this house. And people thought, well, in a market like this, are you still going to get multi- multiple offers? We did. In the first four days, we had over 30 groups go through. We had over five offers on this particular house. And we ended up selling it for $45,000 over what we were asking for the house. And if we got what we were asking for the house, we would have been thrilled. So the $45,000 on top was just really amazing. And that's life-changing. You guys know that as you get older and up in years. To have $45,000 to be able to put in your pocket on top of what you were asking for the home. And that's why it's really important, you guys. And I see this happen all the time where realtors will go in or contractors will go in and they will have people do too much work in their house. You only want to spend money that either you're going to get back or you're going to get back 3X, 4X, 10X. So you got to be really careful. Sometimes it makes it really easy for a realtor to walk in and say, yeah, let's do all this work because it makes it easier for them to sell the house. But if you really want to drive price and at the same time put more money in your bank account, especially in this market right now, you have to be very careful about about doing deep, expensive renovations. We didn't do that here. And if we would have done it and spent all this money, and we would have replaced all those windows, and we would have tricked out the kitchens and tricked out the uh, the bathrooms. We would have asked had to ask more money, and I'm telling you right now, Ron, that house would be sitting there, and it'd be sitting there for a very long time. So yeah, so great job, and you were running point on uh, a lot of that that renovation work with contractors. To me, the 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 great thing was that uh, I got a call from from this client that basically said I could go to bed at night not worried. I knew that you and Don had my back. I knew that we were going to get a good result and I wasn't fretting over it because through this process of bringing it to market, I grew to trust you guys, not just because you happened to be on the radio at some point. She goes, working with you day in and day out, uh, I knew that I could trust you guys. And we've had several clients here recently where that was the driver. Someone just called me and was like, I need someone I can trust that's not going to overspend, not going to take advantage of someone, and you were the person that I thought of. And so that, to me, just means the world. Yeah, and I know a lot of realtors that would just, they would, they would look at the commission on that and go, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to refer in the work that needs to be done, and I'm just going to refer that out to someone else. And to me, the important thing was, I, I, didn't, I don't even know what the commission is on it. I don't think it's a lot, but it's one of the most important deals we'll do this year because Janiel listened to us for years, and I believe her husband, Tim, did as well. And then I went out and I met her dad. And I just knew how important this was to him. And so it becomes very important to us and very important to me when people trust us like that to get the very best result that we can. So I want to thank them, particularly for, for being our uh, listen to our broadcast, but also being our friends and allowing us to be their, their real estate agents. So we had a really great result this week. Hey, two listings I want to tell you about. We have a listing that just came on in Green Lake. And you guys, I don't know by the time you hear this, if it'll still be for sale 
Uh, this is really an amazing home, and we did some deep work on this house over the last four months, didn't we? Yeah, I, this to me is a unicorn house on Greenland. It's, it's less than two-tenths of a mile away from the lake, and beautiful house. But the thing that got it for me, which has been, is it has an, a huge shop. There's probably not another property this close to Green Lake that has this size of shop. Yeah. And so if you were like, I, I've always wanted to have a woodworking shop. It looks like you could park two fire trucks because they're, they're easy. Fi- they're, 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 they're big huge. fire. Tr- it's the same door. If you ever watch emergency growing up or you drive by some old firehouses that were built in the sixties, they have those huge ambulance doors that, that that's what this, so like that's I, what this home. Is. I've always wanted to have a wood shop, but I want to live in the city and you never see a shop this size. So if you hour, wanted a yeah. wood shop, shop if you wanted to work on cars if you wanted like you could you could put four cars in this thing if you were like a car collector that kind of stuff you never see that this close to the lake so i just think it's a really unicorn property and, and if that's your thing we're like oh i've always loved to live in green lake but i need this thing or i want this thing it has that thing and i've never seen another one like it yeah you sit down on the deck drink a cup of coffee you're looking at the lake you you have this beautiful view of the lake uh, we just did the yard. We painted throughout. We put new lighting in. Uh, we have new panels, two new panels. They're 400 amps. We have, it's because the gentleman that lived there was a car collector and he had that shop. So he had to have a panel for the shop and a panel uh, for the house. So our friend Mike Keeley from Beach Electric just went through it and uh, did a lot of great work. We have all new appliances and uh, it is buffed out and looks pristine. And we are on, what are we on at? We're on at one. Just right under one, one. Right under one, one. So if you want to see it, reach out to Ron. Ron at ronanddon.com. You can reach out to me, Don at ronanddon.com. We'll go see it today. And then finally, we got an update on this really cool would-be island property. It's 3,400 square feet. It has two doors. So it's a big main house. And then underneath it has this killer apartment. And uh, Ron, we have a price improvement on this that is amazeballs, right? Yeah, well, there's two options on that one. Uh, the, these clients actually own two lots. So you can buy the lot with the house and the lot next door, or you can buy just the house with the, the lot that it's on, which is over an acre, like 1.4 acres, uh, for a lower price. So it, it's <laughs> the more I look at this house, I agree with you. Uh, if I was at a little bit different station in life, I would make a run at a house. We like were this. on at one three. We're on at one one, just around one ones. So if you want to see these properties, you can reach out to us. They're also up on my Facebook page, so just friend me uh, or follow me. I don't think you can friend me because it's a fan page. So just look for Don O'Neill on Facebook, and those properties are right on the front page, you guys. Okay. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. We appreciate you, uh, Charlie. What's the matter? You okay? Charlie always comes in the studio and Mr. Ron is here because uh, he likes to get a little love. He sits right under his chair, which is the exact same thing that he does when Gunnar O'Neill's here, who should be home from vacation tomorrow. I really miss that kid. Anyway, if you need to get in touch with us, reach out, ronadonsitdown.com, get signed up for the newsletter, or we can do a sit-down today. Don't forget, Ron Upshaw on all the social media channels. You can find him on Twitter, find him on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Don O'Neill, 34 on Instagram, Don O'Neill on Facebook. And uh, you can find out all these great real estate deals there today. And then also, as I'm kind of going out and reconning a lot of properties, I give you some tips on there too. So if you want to check those out, uh, and Ron does as well. Anything else that we haven't covered? Uh, let's do a sit down. All right. Head up, shoulders back, you guys. We'll see you for episode 439. I'll be here before you know it. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. On the, on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.